This is Red House Rising, Season 3, Episode 6, Homecomings. Just before sunrise, the New Hebrides, 25 miles off Aromongo. The walrus flies low and slow, just a few hundred feet above the water. We're there. We should be there. Eyes peeled. True and rightly peeled. There's a strong easterly current off these islands. According to what your reconnaissance gave you, we should have seen them already. Hold on. Fiji Tau, Fiji Tau, this is Walrus 303, Walrus 303. We're not seeing our target, but we were held back a day in getting here. Anything recon has come across recently? Over. Walrus 
Joe tells you to fire, you pull them up one at a time. Joe, first one should drop 200 yards ahead of them, the next one 100 yards after that. They're nearly submerged. I think we'll get there. You all right? She's fine. She's ready. I'm ready. Just say when. Just give it a good yank. Ready? surface. Debris begins to appear. Oh, <laughs> we got them! By Christ, we got the dirty bastards. Looks like we did. <laughs> okay, nice job, Simmons. Well done, sir. It's almost worth the blinding pain. We're gonna check Ganawa Island. If the pilot's not there, we'll get you to Fiji Hospital straight away. Joe pilots the walrus as it approaches Anawa Island. Lagoon's at the northwest corner. We can circle back, but let's look further southeast. Last chance before he gets pushed past the island by the current. There! What? Where? There! You see? I see him! Bruce! That's him! Not sure how close I can get. You know him? No, he. She wouldn't shut up about it. He's from King Island, Tasmania. That's where I come from. King Island boy, lost at sea. It would kill Mum, and she'd kill me if I knew a Tassie boy was in trouble and did nothing. Joe lands the walrus just offshore from the downed pilot. I'm not seeing anywhere we can reach this walrus. You don't need to. Look. I guess not. He's coming to us. He's a good swimmer. Let's get the rear hatch open. I've got it. Roger that. Hello, Bruce. Yes, it's Millie. You are a bloody vision. Yeah, well, just take it slow. You've been at sea a while. You are a load of thanks, mate. It's down to her that we came and got you in the first place. Flight Lieutenant Simmons, this is squad leader Bruce Bixby, King Island's one and only ace fighter pilot. I'd have been drowned in Egg Lagoon if I'd lost our Bruce. What happened to you, Simmons? A Japanese submarine happened to him. They shot up the cockpit, but we got the fucker, didn't we, you two? Sunk a bloody Jap sub, we did. You sunk a Japanese submarine? You three? They'll confirm it, you wait and see. I was the bombardier. Yes, she was. Millie McMullins. 
Well done. All part of the service, Bruce Bixby. Joe pushes the walrus into its mooring at the Fiji airbase dock and shuts down. Australian medical corpsmen arrive with a stretcher for Simmons. Couldn't have done it without you, Joe. Sure, Millie. I'm glad I had the time to kill. <laughs> yeah. I better go. I'm right behind you. The corpsmen have Simmons strapped to the stretcher. Millie and Bruce walk with them toward a waiting ambulance. Joe climbs out of the walrus and starts to follow when she sees Ben standing alone at the far end of the dock, staring out to sea. Ben, are you all right? Joe, uh... You're back safe. Yes, we're safe. Cartano, Bailey, everybody. Back safe. That's great news. How did it go? What happened? The Japanese couldn't get their troop carriers unloaded on Guadalcanal. They couldn't take Henderson Field. That's fantastic. It is. It just... We lost so many of our ships. So many planes. Yeah. It was hard to listen to the reports coming through. I, oh, yeah. <sighs> Horrible. What about Pan Pan? How did it work? Did it, did it help? It did, Joe. It did. It worked well. We haven't finished quantifying how well with complete precision, but the Navy wants us to make more. That's excellent news, Ben. Really. Congratulations. Where were you? Australian Rescue needed a navigator. So, I volunteered. We picked up a downed pilot. But I think, in the meantime, I think we sunk a Japanese submarine. Off the New Hebrides? Yeah. That was you? How did you know? We heard something over the radio as we were coming in. So, Joe the legend continues. <laughs> well, okay. But right now, Joe the legend is going to sleep for about a million years. You saved lives today, Ben. You saved lives. Hotel Street, Honolulu. Maru and Sister Elaine stand in a doorway, watching as people walk by. There she is, Sister. All right. Maru, dear, you wait here. As Maru watches, Sister Elaine crosses the street and intercepts Mrs. Kagawa on her way to work. At first, Mrs. Kagawa tries to ignore Sister Elaine, but finally she stops and listens, and they talk for a moment. Sister Elaine hands a note to Mrs. Kagawa, who bows, then hurries on. Is she okay? Was she upset? She's heartsick about her husband and worried about her daughter. I think she's going to let me help. She'll come see you? Yes. She wasn't so sure, but I told her she doesn't have to be Catholic to receive God's mercy and other help. Thank you, sister. It's so hard on Japanese families. It's even hard on many Hawaiian families. You know, Kai... I know you said he put his hand on you, but he's not that kind of Sister, boy. Sister, stop! 
Why do you keep pushing Kai on me? I don't like it. Oh, Maru, dear. Oh, dear. I... Please let me explain. Joe told me you felt orphaned here in Hawaii, away from your family, and, and I was worried about you. But I was also worried about Kai because he is an orphan. He lost his mother when he was young, and then in April, his father was killed in the Philippines. He's been lost ever since. But he's popular. He's a big athlete at school. He's not the same. I've known him since he was little. He's different now. I thought you two would find things in common, that's all. That's all. Mokulea, the Shunji Bungalow, 4 a.m. Tutu enters the kitchen and turns on a small lamp. Oh, Ichiro, I didn't see you. Are you sitting in the dark? I couldn't sleep. I'm getting old. Oh, you hush before I use my cane on you. I got used to less sleep. Most of us did. Even when we were exhausted, it was hard to sleep. You can't stop thinking about your family. Only to come home and find out that you've been the cause of your family's greatest pain. Ichiro, no. Don't you do this. Suan is a grown-up woman. We all knew what we were all doing. You were thinking of your family. I need to speak with Kini's friends again. Maybe there's something else they can do, or... I don't know. Some other way. I have to do something for Suan. Something... Rogers Field Seaplane Dock, Honolulu. Joe taxis the Twin Beach float plane toward its mooring. Ben and his team gather their gear in the back. Ben comes and sits in the co-pilot seat. Do you know them? They seem to know you. Walt, Maru, and Daniel watch as the Twin Beach docks. Maru picks up Daniel and waves his arm. <laughs> them? That's my fan club. Joe shuts down and Ben's guys throw open the fuselage door. See you there. Okay, see you there. Ben's guys grab their gear and head up the dock. Joe finishes her post-flight and starts to get out of her seat when Ben stops her. Listen, Joe, you, you have knocked me out. I'm, I'm just so crazy about you, Joe. I don't know what to do. I suggest a deep breath first. And what we do, let me greet my fans, and then we'll... Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Your fans. Ben and Joe disembark as Walt tethers the Twin Beach. Joe rushes over and takes Daniel from Maru. I missed you. I missed you so much. Hi, Maru. Are you okay? Pretty good. And who's this little guy? 
This is Daniel. Daniel, he's a cutie. Hi, I'm Ben. Your son's a doll. No, uh, he's not hers. He's my son. Oh, your son? Uh, you didn't mention having... Is he adopted? No. <laughs> Why? Don't you think he looks like me? <laughs> I guess. But you're not married. Not as far as I know. There's a boy who's happy to see his mommy. He was as good as gold, Joe. I'm Walter McMenemy, Joe's uncle. The famous uncle, Dr. Ben Baldwin. Famous, is it? <laughs> Somebody tell my wife. What did you say? Oh. It's his new favorite word. Yeah, it's your mama. She's home. So, will I see you later, Joe? I don't know. Will you? I mean, tonight, at the Royal Hawaiian. I'm bushed, Ben. You have fun. You sure? We were supposed to celebrate. I got a better offer. Didn't I, sweetie? Okay. All right. See you, then. Have a Mai Tai for me. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, you are getting so big. Mommy's so glad to be home. He didn't know you had a son. Nope. I've seen that look he gave you. It's the same look we get when certain hilltop people want to know where me and Ruby got a Japanese grandson. Well, we don't care about certain people, do we, Daniel? Mm, can't wait to get home. Chongxin, China. U.S. Army Field Hospital. Mailing is no longer restrained. Fen Li sleeps on a cot next to her bed. Liang sleeps in a folding chair with her head on the bed next to Mei Ling. Mei Ling's eyes flicker open and then close again. Her hand twitches. Her fingers feel along the bed until she can just touch Liang's hair. She tries to stroke her hair, but her hand shakes. <gasps> Mei Ling, can you hear me? Oh, my darling, my love. You found us. Oh, my love. Honolulu, Joe's house on Waikiki Beach. Joe and Daniel lie next to each other on Joe's bed. Daniel's on his stomach and nearly asleep. Joe draws on his back with her finger. X marks the spot with a dot and a dot and a dash and a dash and a big question mark and a line that goes up and a line that goes down, and a line that goes all around with a pinch and a squeeze and a cool ocean breeze. In the kitchen, Maru sits at the table doing homework. 
Mrs. Kagawa. Hi. Hello, Maru. Please, come in. No, I... I only want to thank you, Maru. You have always been so kind to me, and I want to thank you so deeply. Did Sister Elaine help you? Yes. I leave tomorrow for the big island to live with my daughter. Oh, that's what I hoped. The sister found me better work. They need help in the hospital there, and my daughter will be with me until this war ends and my husband returns. That's the very best news. We will always treasure this, Maru. Always treasure your kindness. I'm just so happy for you and your daughter. That's all. I have more packing. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Fumiko's house, Matsuyama, Japan. Prince, um, Nick. Good evening, Fumiko. I know it's late, but I had some good news regarding Rio. I thought you'd want to know about it right away. Oh, certainly. Please, come in. I have an ally from my time at the War College. I asked him for any help he could provide. I've just been informed that Ryo will become the personal driver for the army adjutant in Hiroshima. He'll be far away from the fighting, and close by. Oh, oh my. That is such welcome news. Nick, oh, please, sit, please, let me feed you. No, 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 I've eaten. I promise. I just thought you'd be relieved and want to know. Nick, I don't know what to say. How to thank you. Well, okay. I can tell you the answer to that. You can thank me by taking this jar of Tsushima honey away from me. What? <laughs> Let me explain. Today, through stealth and blind luck, I procured two jars of Tsushima honey. Within hours, only one jar was left. Please, take this last jar and save me from myself. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> it is. It's very sweet. I will make you honey cakes with this. My meager thank you for all you've done. Rio should be safe. As safe as any of us on these southern islands. You know, Fumiko, I also have a son. But he's much farther away than Hiroshima. Where is he? With his mother, in Hawaii. Hawaii? Oh. What is his name? His name is Daniel. And he's ten months old. Hmm. He's probably walking by now. Fumiko reaches over and touches the back of Nick's hand. Nick smiles and with his free hand, covers Fumiko's hand. A sunny day in Honolulu. Kai rides his bike out to the dirt airfield where Maru sits in the cockpit of Walt's Fairchild monoplane. Hi, Maru. Oh, hi. Going somewhere? I wish. 
feels too expensive right now. Oh. Well, uh... What's the matter? Nothing. Um, my grandfather said I could use his old Ford if I could get it running, and so I thought I'd talk to the expert. Me? Well, your uncle said you can fix anything. I'd need to look at it. Where is it? Could we ride to it? Yeah. You mean on bikes? Yeah, on bikes. Let's go take a look. Okay. That's great. Right now? Sure. Unless you don't want to. No, no, I want to. I thought you'd say no. Then why do you come out here? Um, sister. sister. I like sister. I think she worries too much. I know what you mean. I tell her to stop. I'm fine. Me too. Same thing. Come on. Let's go. Maru gets her bike from the shed, and she and Kai start riding. Your back tire's wobbling. I know. The rim got bent. We could fix it. I'll show you. I know how to. I'm just... busy. I thought you were going to say lazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, lazy too. If you don't love your machinery, it won't love you back. Where'd you get that one? My uncle. He's got thousands of them. <laughs> <laughs> A driver in an unmarked olive drab sedan heads up the Kamehameha Highway toward the North Shore. Sue Ann and Special Agent Lockett sit in back. I have a letter for you. It's from Taka. I'll read it later. Thank you. It's open. That's right. You can write him back if you like. That's my address on the envelope. Since you've been held as a combatant, there are no criminal charges filed against you, Sue Ann. Nonetheless, you should think of yourself as on parole. So that leaves out bank robbery, then? Just don't give the MPs any reason to arrest you. I'll do my best. Good. I'm sure you're looking forward to seeing your son. I am. And my grandmother. I told Mackie he had to be brave while you were gone. He saluted me. <laughs> Mackie. How much bravery is enough for a six-year-old? First, the attack. Then they take away his grandfather. Then his mother. You're right. More than enough bravery. On the beach behind their bungalow, Ichiro is pitching underhand batting practice to Mackie, who's swinging a bat he almost can't lift. All right, get your bat up. Get those elbows up. Okay, do a practice swing. Nice and level. All right, here it comes. There you go. That's a double for sure. Suddenly, Sue Ann comes running from the back of the house and nearly tackles Mackie. <laughs> Mommy! 
Sue Ann. Dad, I can't believe it. Oh, Mackie. Tutu comes out the back door behind <laughs> Sue Ann. Sue Ann. Oh, Sue Ann. Dear Sue Ann, I'm hoping you're reading this safely at home with Mackie and Tutu. Agent Lockett assures me you are no longer in custody, but please write me back so I will know for certain. Every day now I'm working hard to help stop Japan and end the war, so that someday we can be together. My heart, my breath, my soul belongs to you, Suan, and always will. Taka. Joe's house on Waikiki Beach. Joe is dozing on the veranda at sunset. Ruby strides up from the beach. Ruby, what's the matter? Uh, Joe, I'm, I'm afraid to give this to you. This came for you at my house, official Navy. I hope it's not bad news. They usually stick around if it is. Oh, Joe, let me see. <laughs> it's all right. What? What is it? It's nothing. I think I broke his heart. Whose heart? What do you mean? Nobody. He'll be fine. Is this that fella who didn't know about Daniel? Walt told me about him. That's the one. He's already halfway to San Francisco. Never said goodbye? This is goodbye. <laughs> he did have great teeth. Did he? Well, I was just afraid it was one of those letters, you know. No, no, thank goodness it wasn't one of those. Hi, Ruby. Hi, Maru, dear. Joe, Daniel's up. He's so cute standing in his crib, talking and bouncing. Oh, thanks, Maru. Let me just get him, Ruby. You take your time, but I'm also here with an invitation. My friend Keeney paid Walt in lobster for fixing her truck, so he's inviting you to an old Boston clam bake tonight. Especially you, Maru, since you did a lot of the work. He's digging the hole now. Does he need help? He needs seaweed. I can get him seaweed. He was hoping you'd say that. I'll get in my suit. Be right back. I can't remember the last time he did a clam bake. I'm excited. I'll feed Daniel, and then I'll follow you down. What can I bring? What do you mean? You're bringing the seaweed. Okay. See you soon. There you are. Did you wake up? Ah. Let me see. Ooh. Let's get you a dry diaper, buddy. Joe carries Daniel out the back door toward the beach. Hold on. I know you want to walk, but we're going to go all the way to Grandma Ruby's. Okay. Okay. Hold my hand. Okay. Don't hold my hand. Joe watches Daniel striding headlong toward the ocean. Suddenly, she freezes. Sitting alone on the beach is a scruffy-looking man with a couple weeks' growth of beard. He's holding a worn-out duffel bag. Daniel! Daniel, come here. Joe scoops up Daniel just before he runs into the ocean. She turns and looks at the man. Mike. Hi, Joe. 
What's going on? No, sweetie, you're not getting down. Yeah, I told you I'd see you in Honolulu. Why are you out here? Why didn't you come in? Too many people. Did you get R&R? You're out of uniform. Something like that. Look at him. So big. Something like that? You were right not to count on me. You were right. Alice is dead. What? Assassinated. Assassinated? Assassinated by who? <laughs> Mao? Chang? Does it matter? Alice! My God! I thought she was... Invincible? <laughs> yes! Yes! So did she. I was there. I should have stopped it. I... Instead, I... <laughs> Joe rubs Mike's back. Daniel copies his mother and pats Mike on the back. I'll come back. I'll come back later. Never mind that. Let's just get you cleaned up. Come on. Joe sets Daniel down and helps Mike to his feet. Mike picks up his bag, and they walk across the sand toward the house, Daniel between them. Joe takes Daniel's hand. With his free hand, Daniel reaches up and takes a hold of Mike's hand as they head inside. Red House Rising Season 3 was produced, written, edited, and directed by Chris Cote and Dale Carey. Original music and sound design by Jack Cote. Starring Dale Carey, Rachel Wong, Roy Vongtama, Chris Cote, Chelsea Kurtz, Finn Kim, Ellen Ma, Andy Goldberg, Tiffany Hubbard, Melinda Chilton, Rio Shigeda, Diana Miho, Priscilla Boicha, Josh McClenney, Maria Spasov, Fyodor Chin, Don Joyle, Smithit Chandravos, Arnold Chun, Julia Cho, Kareem Ferguson, Scott Sandler, Celia McLennan, Carter Doyle, William Woff, Mark Shubb, Helene Lambeck, Don McLennan, Desi Powell, Matilda Carey, and Malia Langwin. Narration by Robin Abkarian.